Welcome to Conversation Matters. How can I help you? Of course. May I see your prescription for a moment? Let's see. How to deal with bullying. Alright. I do have a certified conversationalist available right now. Would you like to take something to drink in with you? Take your prescription and go right through that door. I'll let him know that you're here and he'll be waiting for you. Come in. Come in. Now you can sit right there. Do you have your prescription? Okay. Yes. No, 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 don't worry. No, no, there's nothing confusing about any of this. Let me have a look at your prescription. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've dealt with this in the past and it's quite troubling. I think for our first session we should just sit down and discuss the events that took place that are absolutely particular to your situation. I can wax on about bullying and people picking on you and teasing you and tell you how you need to get over it. But it's important to listen and hear about your unique experience because sometimes there's clues in your experience to solve the problem with your bully. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to let me know one thing that's very important is how did it begin? The reason I ask you this is a lot of times there's a triggering moment. There's a singular moment where the bully zeroed in on you. You said or did something that piqued their interest, that drew their attention to you. Do you remember that exact moment in time, that event? Excuse me, my hands are so dry, I've got to put a little lotion on them. Okay. Really? That's very telling. So that that's when he first started to make fun of you and point at you and mock you. Okay. So it was it was verbal only. Yeah. That's very important because there was there wasn't an escalation to physical bullying yet. This was strictly verbal. And it's very important that we make note of that. Well, the the problem is words can hurt just as much as fists. The problem with most bullies are they think that their intimidation tactics, their teasing, 
you're trying very hard to ignore them and, and hope they'll just leave you alone. They don't realize that they have victimized people in the room that they haven't even addressed yet. There are girls and boys sitting on all sides of you who are hoping, oh my God, I hope I don't get picked on like that. I hope he doesn't start picking on me. And it's horrible, you know, you hope you're not the one that gets picked on. Just, I just want him to leave me alone. I know it's horrible, and and you can't blame them for it. You can't, I know my hands are so dry. You can't be angry at them, because not everybody is a rebel. Not everybody's a revolutionary, ready to throw down and take on the bad guys at a moment's notice. Some people are really timid and shy, and they... They see someone bullying you and their worst fears are being visualized right in front of them. And they're quiet and they're shy and they're withdrawn. And the only thought going through their mind is, oh my God, I hope I don't get picked on too. They really hope that they don't get the same treatment you're getting. And they don't wish it on you. They, they feel pity and they feel shame. And they're angry at themselves for being happy. They weren't the ones that got picked on that day. But it doesn't mean they approve of it or they like it. They're just glad it isn't them getting tormented. And the reason I even bring this up is, I'm sure you've been picked on and your eyes darted around the room and you saw people looking away and looking down and ignoring what was going on. Believe me, they're well aware of what you're going through. They're well aware that you're being tormented and picked on and bullied. And they're not happy about it. But at this time, they're unwilling to step forward and say anything. Maybe you could make a friend of someone in class. Then there would be two or three of you, then you're not as easy a target for a bully. Most bullies, their strength in numbers, and most bullies don't like that. They go for the loner. They want uh, somebody that's in easy pickings. We always make the joke that bullies will hunt the, the herd, but if the herd kind of strikes back against the um, predator... He'll move on to greener pastures. He'll move on to a different herd that's easier to intimidate, to control, to manipulate. And most bullies have shortcomings in their own life. They're getting abused, picked on by older bullies, getting picked on or abused at home. And they, they think that it somehow makes them bigger, a better person. It raises their self-esteem to tear you down. They, they feel good because they feel horrible any other time in their life. And the only time they feel good is when they feel like I'm, I'm over this person. For once, I'm not the bottom of the barrel. I'm not the loser here this time. Now, you can try to use your 
TV Sunday movie of the week psychology on a bully and tell them how you relate to them, how you feel for them. You know, you understand, you can tell by the way they're dressed or by the way they wear their hair or the way they eat or whatever, that you know they're not being cared for and loved like they should be and you feel bad for them. Chances are you're going to get punched in the face. (laughs) But it can work. Bullies do what they do because they get away with it. And if it's not easy and cheap and fun getting away with it, if you're constantly putting a roadblock in their way, if you're constantly tormenting them back, if you're constantly being a nuisance, then it's not fun anymore. It's ceased to be fun. It's turned into something that bullies really hate more than getting picked on themselves. And that is work. If they have to work way too hard to intimidate you, it's not worth it. If they have to constantly ratchet it up to a physical level to try to control and manipulate you, it's no fun. They're going to get caught. People are going to get involved. People are going to put a stop to it. Other people are going to tell on them that there was a fight, altercation. It's not what they want. They want simple, easy, power trip. They want control and manipulation. And if you're obstinately fighting back and resisting what they're doing to you, this is the uh, antithesis of what they want. It's just not worth it. Now, at first... It might ramp things up and things might get a little carried away for a while. But in general, they're going to get very angry, very frustrated, and actually probably want to stay away from you. You're going to annoy them, and they don't want that. So it's not just standing up for yourself or being an annoyance, being a nuisance. But it's also finding that fine line where if they leave you alone, if they stop the behavior... Don't keep attacking back. Let it go. And that's a fine line that you can cross where it will turn into a bully's life work to destroy your life. If you give them the opportunity to disengage and run, or not run, but just get out of the situation, let them take it and stop right there. Don't go around bragging. Don't go around mocking them. Don't go around telling everybody how you got the best of them. Be discreet. Keep your mouth shut. Move on with your life. Now, personally, in my life, I have had bullies that I've had to fight. And I didn't beat them up. I stood up to them, and they did get the best of me, or I got the worst of it, even if I thought I won. But the point was... I did remove these people from my life. I made myself an unacceptable target. Now, not everybody is capable of standing up to them for themselves in a physical manner. Some people cannot physically fight. Now, what do they do? They do something I have personally done myself as well. 
you look and watch and find a weakness in the bully and you basically like a rabid dog you get it in your teeth you stand on that weakness and you don't let go no matter what happens you keep annoying him over that one tiny little thing it could be something from there's a belt loop torn on their pants their shoelace is broken they can't afford a new shoelace some of these sound like they're economic attacks but sometimes that's that's the way you have to go maybe you see something about you know you saw his dad pick him up and his dad smacked him in the back of the head you just keep bringing it up how you know your dad smacked you in the back of the head when he picked you up and it sounds horrible but you stand on that one tiny nerve and you just keep plunking and plunking away until the bully says okay I'm going to end this with you because I've had enough. And they will. They will back down. They will give up. They will move on. Now there might be some serious ramifications in between because you're teasing them and they can't stand it. That's why they are a bully. But it will get the message across, I've had enough. And it also doesn't hurt to tell a bully straight out, straight up, right to their face, hey, I've had enough of you. I'm tired of you tormenting me. I'm tired of you picking on me. You're a complete jerk. You better start leaving me alone or I'm going to escalate things. We're going to fight. We're going to end up in the office. You know, we're going to end up in the guidance counselor's office. As soon as I'm done fighting with you here, I'm going straight to the office. And I'm going to keep fighting you and I'm going to keep going to the office. I'm going to keep going to the guidance counselor until you stop. Sometimes just announcing your intentions... You know, you don't have to be a good fighter. You don't even have to know how to fight. You just need to swing, fight, bite, grab, pick, claw, scratch, anything, kick. Anything you can do. Wait till the bully sits down. Pick up a book and smack him right in the back of the head. Sounds horrible. But I want you to think about this. Somebody torments you and shoves your books off your desk every day and he thinks it's funny. Then he goes and sits down with his buddies and he just laughing and laughing. Wait till about three minutes into class, teacher starts the lecture, starts talking, you get a nice, heavy, hard book, and I mean a big book. Stand up, walk right up, and smash that over the head of that bully as hard as you can. I mean, you make him bite right down on his tongue. You hit him for all you're worth, and when you do, you raise up and hit him another time. If you can get it in before he stops you or the teacher does. And then when the teacher says, what the, what the heck's the matter with you? You tell him, that's for knocking my books off my desk all week. You keep your hands off my books. You want my books so bad? Here's my books. And you know what you just did was a totally cowardly act of aggression. You came up behind him. He wasn't expecting it. He was focused on the teacher. Nobody even saw what you did and saw it coming. But I bet he he might decide to try to beat you up after school. But he might just say, I've had enough of this. The teacher might also say, maybe I should keep an eye on what's going on here before class. And, uh, you know, keep your hands off his books. Leave him alone. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, you're probably going to get in trouble. But the way I look at it is, so I got in trouble. I got in trouble one time. 
for knocking his head in with a book. Hmm, he tormented me 15 times, knocking my books off my desk, you know, uh, pushing me down, pushing me off my chair. 15 times I got it picked on and abused by this human being. I only had to smack him in the head one time, disrupt class, get sent to the office. It's over. Teacher put him on the other side of the class. He mouths off to me in the hall, but he doesn't bother me anymore. I can avoid him now. He's not on the same side of the room as me. I got in trouble once over it. That ain't too bad. You think about that. How many times have you been bullied? Count it up by the same person, no less. Once, twice, three times, four times, five times, twenty times. All month. All month this person's been tormenting you. And all you had to do was stand up for yourself one or two times to get the message across that things have changed. And they left you alone. They might make a crack or two. They might tease a little bit. That's always going to happen. But they left you alone. They moved on. They quit. You weren't worth it. You even got some respect and made some friends out of the deal. People look at you differently like, Hey, don't mess with him or her. She doesn't take crap from a bully. She sure knows how to stand up for herself. And that is the point. I see it in life all the time. I've had several friends who married a bad spouse. I don't want to say gender, and I don't want to say anything particular to clue anybody in. But these dear, sweet friends of mine were in abusive relationships. Their spouse decided it was more fun to torment and abuse this wonderful person that was willing to marry them than to build a life with them. Intimidation, control, pain. That was more important than love, hope, building a future. I despise this kind of person. I really do. I've spent my life combating it, watching out for it, being aware of it. I'm very sensitive to it, and so is my wife. My wife does not have a bit of sympathy for an abuser, not an ounce of pity for someone who would beat and harm and abuse their spouse. We grew up seeing so many people punished in this way, and we never understood it. And my wife always told me something that is a little hard to hear, a little hard for people to hear in their ears, but I think it's important to say it here. And once I say it, you have to let me explain. You can't close me out. I would say, why does that person stay with them? Why do they continue to stay with that person? And she would say, they haven't been hit hard enough yet. I've been married 30 years. It doesn't make me an expert. It doesn't make me a perfect person because I managed to stay married so long. But I was willing to work and I was willing to listen. 
and I was willing to compromise. And that's how you stay together. It's how you build a loving, endearing relationship you're willing to compromise. You're willing to listen, and you're willing to work hard at it. And I would think about those words, she said. They haven't been hit hard enough yet. And it's like a hammer came down on the back of my hand when I heard those words. You ever been hit so hard that the nerves just shock and send the signals to your brain and you're shocked, you can't even move, you can't even breathe, you lose your breath from the pain of getting hit so hard. And I thought about what she said and I, I, I took it to heart. She was right. Because every time I've seen it, when somebody's willing to fight back, it's because they've had enough. You pick that wrong day or that wrong moment in time and you hurt them a little too much. Something inside that human being snapped and they fought back. They fought back like the devil was inside them with all of their might, with all the hope in their heart. They fought back and I've seen it. I've seen it and it's amazing to behold see a human being take all of their life's aggression out on someone who is tormenting them to no end. There is nothing, people, if you're listening right now, there is nothing to give me hope in humanity more than when I have had to pull an abused person off of a bully to save them. Now, did you hear what I said? Nothing has given me hope for humanity and the survival of my species more than having to reach down and pull an abused victim off of their tormentor, their bully, to save their life. I want you to think about that. In that moment of role reversal, I saw hope. I saw that my human race was strong and willing to fight back, willing to go the distance. The bully thought he was in a 10-round fight. What he didn't know was it was a 15-round fight. And I was pulling their victim off to save their life in round 13. Round 13, not round 15. Fight's not over yet. The bully has to understand there's a whole lot of fight left. They thought that the fight was over. Huh. This fight's not even hardly begun. And I say these things to you because I think in our world today, people are afraid to speak real truth to each other. You see bullies every day in politics, in sports, and in religion. And in the United States, they keep us as divided as they can. 
keeping us divided, bullied, or being bullied. As long as it's on your side, you're happy. As long as you're hearing what you want to hear, it's okay. As long as it's the other guy getting bullied, it's, it's, it's all right. But you're all forgetting that this country was founded on many, many principles that apply to everyone equally. As it is said, the sun rises and sets on the good and evil alike on this world. You should remember that before you decide to take up intimidation, control, and bullying of your fellow man. The sheep of the flock can resist. The sheep of the flock can fight back. They are many and you are few. And the farmer can grow weary of watching from afar the actions of the wolf and bring his dogs to bear on the wolf. So there's always somebody watching, somebody looking, somebody getting fed up with the status quo. And sometimes I think we're afraid to tell each other that. Don't get in trouble at school. Don't get in trouble at work. Don't get in trouble with the police. Don't get in trouble. Oh, no, no, no. When you're on the street, be careful. Don't get in trouble. But I've found that if you make yourself known at the right moment, if you focus on exploiting the weaknesses of your enemies to get them to stop, it's good, sound strategy. And you earn their respect because you didn't keep tormenting them, controlling them, manipulating them. You told them to go away. You let them go. All you wanted was them to leave you alone and leave your life alone. And I think the abuser can't handle that. They can't handle the fact that you forever have controlled them. You sit down sometimes when you're alone and you think, that bully took a piece of me I'll never get back. Did you ever think that the bully sits down and says, they took a piece of me away and I'll never get it back too? Did you ever think that it's possible you could leave a mark on that bully that can't be wiped away? It's something to think about. There is nothing wrong with standing up for yourself. There is nothing wrong with getting somebody to leave you alone, to quit bothering you, to quit picking on you. You have a right to stand up for yourself and to be the person you are. You have that right. And no one is allowed to take that away from you. We are all unique individual beings. All of us unique and different, yet all equal, all the same, all of the same house of humanity, all of the same planet, one species. No one 
has the right to put their power over you. And you must remember that. And when you see your opportunity to fight back, take it. Take it and make it count. And show others that there's hope. You'd be surprised who's watching. You'd be surprised. Well, I hope you enjoyed this session. If you need another one, please stop by again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for ASMR de Rara de Hoyo. Remember to stay tuned for the next installment of this story coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardohuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, Thank you.